The Utes move into the top 25 AP poll and Kyle Whittingham's thoughts in the post-game press conference. The Locked On Utes weekly Pac-12 South rankings and the Utah sports update. It's all coming up next on Locked On Utes. Fans, welcome on in to Locked On Utes, your one-stop shop for all things University of Utah. This is for October 22nd, 2018. We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Tyson Ewing, play-by-play voice of Utah women's basketball. You can listen to our podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and TuneIn Radio. Wherever you can get your podcast, you'll be able to find us there. Be sure to leave a review and a five-star rating if you enjoy the show. Then you can also be part of the show by calling 419-777-UTES. That's 419-777-8837. Be sure to leave a voicemail leaving your name, of course and ask questions, leave comments and opinions, and basically just have your voice heard here on the program. Now remember, you can also email us as well at LockedOnUtes at gmail.com. Same thing, feel free to ask your questions, leave comments and opinions, and have them read on the show. As for social media, you can follow along on Twitter and Facebook. Just look for LockedOnUtes on those social platforms, and be sure to let all your Ute friends know about LockedOnUtes. First things first, the University of Utah has moved into the top 25 AP poll following their terrific victory over the USC Trojans on Saturday night as the Utes ran away with that one really 41 to 28 was the final score in that matchup. As I mentioned in the previous post-game podcast, Utah finds themselves in prime position if they can obviously win out to win the Pac-12 South, of course, getting the tiebreaker with the win over USC. And, you know, still a tough schedule, still ahead of the Utes. Plenty of football left to be played on this still very, very young season. Now, backtracking just a touch to our episode, following the win over USC, we heard from Chase Hansen, who talked specifically about what this defense is doing. And I made the argument on that episode as well that I feel this might be one of the quickest defenses that Utah has ever had, if not the quickest that they've ever had in the history of the Utah football program. I mean, you've got to be pleased with what defensive coordinator Morgan Scally is doing with the defensive schemes that he is bringing to the table. Personally, I could not be more impressed with Coach Morgan Scally and truly just what the scheme is on defense. They've been controlling that side of the football for years, but I just feel there's something different about these guys. Yes, you might look at the scoreboard and you might say, yeah, but still USC put up 28 points. They're really not that great of an offense, and especially when you look at the numbers of JT Daniels. But if you watch the game, the defense played far better than the score indicated. Yeah, they put 28 points on the board, but if you kind of dig into the numbers just a touch, you can see that that's not really a true barometer of how the defense played. Now, if you kind of dig into the reasons why USC scored, you'll start with obviously the very first touchdown, which there's no way that JT Daniels would be able to do that again, basically somehow escaping pressure and lobbing it up and more or less making it a jump ball that the wideout was able to make for USC. Going to the next touchdown, it was a strip sack from behind and a lineman running back for USC all the way to the house for a touchdown. Quickly, 14-0 within the first couple of minutes. And then in that very strong drive from the backup quarterback, and USC was finally able to at least sustain a drive 
Now, there was about a little over 40-minute difference as far as time goes in the football game where USC did not score. About the 8-minute mark in the first quarter when USC scored their first touchdown and roughly about the 11-minute mark in the fourth quarter when they scored their third touchdown technically because of the strip sack from behind. So defense has really been the staple for Utah, and we just continue to see it each and every single year. It's what Kyle Whittingham is known for, and this year is no different. Well, it might be different because I just feel that, as I mentioned on that last episode, I really feel this is an elite defense, and it could possibly be the quickest defense that Utah has ever seen. Now, head coach Kyle Whittingham in his post-game press conference talks about this defense multiple times. He was actually asked plenty of questions regarding the defense, and I love what he said uh, about how strong this defense has looked, about the players that he sees on defense, and even gives a shout-out to one of his linemen. We don't really have a weakness. I mean, you know, you can't say, well, this position or this position group is, is vulnerable. You know, it's a, it's a very talented group. They believe in each other. Uh, Coach Scottie's done a great job uh, molding those guys. And, you know, bringing Gary on was huge for our defensive front. And so, uh, and plus they're fast. I mean, those two inside backers are both four or five, five four or five flat guys. And, and uh, you can see them run down things that maybe in years past would be another number one down. And the front is playing exceptionally well. And those two tackles that played most of the reps tonight, Lucky and John, were outstanding. Bradley and I is always good. And the emergence of Max Dupati is, is probably the most pleasant and best surprise, you know, I wouldn't say surprise, the development of the season defensively is his emergence and what he contributes. There he is, head coach Kyle Whittingham, and, you know, you can just hear in his voice how excited he is for this defense and what they can continue to do in this Pac-12 South. There's still plenty of football left to be played, and this defense can still flex its muscles and show us even more what they are capable of. It's an exciting time to be a fan of Utah football. And as I look at the schedule ahead, you have to be super excited about still the potential that this defense has. So I'm excited to see what they can continue to do. Now, going back to Kyle Whittingham and his postgame press conference, I want you to hear as well. He talks about the emergence of Tyler Huntley, and it really is special what Tyler is doing. His production in two consecutive weeks has been one of, if not the best output by a quarterback in the Pac-12 conference. Something that really sticks out to me from Tyler Huntley is his passer rating from escapability. And what I mean by that is when the pressure collapses, how effective he is at throwing the football, getting rid of it, and finding his receivers. Now, yes, we did see once one specific occasion where it didn't work out for him, where the pocket collapsed pretty quickly. He tried rolling out, tried to escape, and tried to find something downfield. More or less looked like he forced it. But legitimately, on the next play, you saw how incredible he is and how athletic he is uh, and really just how slippery he is as well, where he was able to find his tight end all the way down at the five-yard line and put the Utes in prime position to put more points on the board. And digging into that number just a little bit more, I found out that Tyler Huntley, along with two other high-profile quarterbacks in the country, was able to record a perfect passer rating uh, when pressured, which is a 158.3. So thinking about that just a little bit, Tyler Huntley, when being pressured, had a perfect passer rating. Incredible. That's Truly incredible uh, what Tyler Huntley is able to do against USC. And here's head coach Kyle Whittingham specifically talking about Tyler and what he is doing differently or what he is doing even better 
here in these last three games especially. He's running the ball exceptionally well. His escapability, uh, although that's not progressing, it just speaks to his athleticism. Uh, going through his uh, progressions, the past progressions, you know, putting the ball where it needs to be, uh, making great decisions in the uh, in the zone read game, and just uh, you know everything, taking care of the football. I mean, he was uh, what close to seventy percent completion tonight. Good stuff from head coach Kyle Whittingham. Now we'll dig into this as we continue along on the podcast throughout this week. As we're in our first full week here of the Locked On Utes podcast, still a lot to talk about about this Utah football team. They do have a short week as they prepare to head to sunny Southern California to take on the UCLA Bruins, a team that has struggled throughout the season but is coming on strong as of late. And we'll talk about that here in our upcoming Pac-12 South rankings. Before I go to break, I want to talk to you guys about Vivid Seats. Now, you've heard me talk about Vivid Seats before, and it continues to be my favorite place to get the tickets I want for the shows, for the sporting events, and for the concerts that I want to see. It's the best place to get the tickets that you want really quickly. It's an online event ticket marketplace that's dedicated to bringing you, the fans, really an experience that lasts a lifetime. It makes ticket purchasing simple, With Vivid Seats, you get the simplest way to be able to see your favorite artists live, to see your favorite teams live, to see your favorite shows live. Vivid Seats offers great pricing and easy purchasing experience. And we have a special for our listeners this week with the podcast code Locked On. Listeners can receive $20 off orders of $200 or more if you are a first-time customer of Vivid Seats. Make sure you go to the App Store, go to Google Play, download the Vivid Seats app, enter promo code Locked On to receive $20 off orders of $200 or more, as I just mentioned, as a new customer of Vivid Seats. All Vivid Seats confirmed orders are backed by a 100% guarantee. And you've heard me talk about them. Their app is simple to use. Go ahead, download the app, and purchase your tickets today to see your favorite teams in action. Coming up next, the Locked On Utes Pac-12 Power Rankings. As I'll dive into the six teams of the Pac-12 South Conference, let you know where I stand on where teams are ranked. That's coming up next on Locked On Utes, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back inside the Locked On Utes podcast. It's your one-stop shop for all things University of Utah. I'm Tyson Ewing. I'm the play-by-play voice of Utah women's basketball. And now we're going to go into a little bit of the Pac-12 South power rankings according to the Locked On Utes podcast. More or less, that's me saying, according to me, (laughs) here are my rankings for the Pac-12 South. And I'll begin right out of the gates with your University of Utah. Utah comes in 5-2 and two on the season. They're 3-2 and two in Pac-12 play. And they've been doing great things on the offensive side of the football. Uh, we talked a lot about what they're doing defensively. Now let's dig into a little bit about what they're doing on the offensive side of the football. Averaging, we've mentioned this before, 41 points in the last three games while only allowing an average of 19.7 points per game over those last three. A total differential of about 21.3 points, which is, yes, three touchdown differential difference in what they're doing. Yes, yes, they beat Arizona very handily, a 32-point victory. But then, you know, Stanford, if you remember that, 19-point win on the road, just knocking off USC by 13 points. Tyler Huntley has been special, and we'll continue to talk about him week in and week out as he's just 
continue to light up the scoreboard. And I want you to hear some of these numbers. It's truly incredible where Tyler Huntley was three weeks ago to where he is now. Uh, and I want to give first the numbers of the games of the previous three games. I'm going to exclude the Weber State game. I want to talk to you about the NIU game, the Washington game, and the Washington State game, what he did on the field, and then compare that to what he's done over the last three. Going back to NIU, 12 of 20 for 118 yards. Washington game, 20 of 38, 138 yards and an interception. The Washington State game, 20 of 31, 286 yards against Washington State. It's missing something. Not a single touchdown in those three games for Tyler Huntley. Well, he's since answered. 17 of 21, 200 yards, one touchdown at Stanford. 14 of 19, 201 yards, two touchdowns, one interception at home against Arizona. And then 22 of 29, 341 yards, four touchdowns last Saturday night uh, against USC. Those numbers are astounding. His completion percentage for those previous three games that I mentioned, NIU, Washington, and Washington State, 58%, which isn't bad. It's not bad. 181 average yards, no touchdowns, and an interception. The last three, 77% completion percentage. 77. Over the last three games, he's up 19% from the previous three games. He's averaging 247 passing yards and nearly two and a half touchdowns per game. He's had seven touchdowns over the last three games. He also did throw an interception. I just mentioned this just a minute ago. According to Pro Football Focus, Tyler Huntley, along with Trevor Lawrence of Clemson and Kyler Murray of Oklahoma, recorded the highest passer rating when pressured at a 158.3 clip, which is considered to be a perfect passer rating. So right now, Tyler Huntley and this Utah offense is rolling. And as fans of this Utah football team, let's see if they can keep it rolling towards the end of this Pac-12 race. Coming in at number two, it's the USC Trojans, the team that we just saw inside Rice-Eccles Stadium. I will still say they're the number two ranked team in the Pac-12 South. Here's why. Prior to the Utah loss, they had won three consecutive games. And they were the only team that has beaten Washington State this year. Yes, maybe a little bit of a controversy when you look at that game uh, <laughs> for the Pac-12 officials, but... USC still did get the win, and you know that is an impressive win when you look at what Washington State has done. They did just knock off Oregon, and they're 6-1. and one. Their one loss has come to this USC football team. JT Daniels, you know, despite what he did against the University of Utah, he's been, he's been pretty stout for a freshman quarterback. He did look very much so like a freshman quarterback on Saturday, but prior to the Utah loss, he averaged 257 yards per game. And... You know, that is pretty impressive coming from a freshman quarterback. And that just goes to show you that this USC team is going to be talented uh, for the years to come. I'm not even mentioning what the three-headed monster at their wide receiving core is doing. Michael Pittman, Amon Ross, St. Brown, and Tyler Vaughns are truly a spectacular trio at the wide receiver position. And I really think that they're in part the reason why we're seeing success from JT Daniels. Michael Pittman, if you remember, was the wide receiver that had that more or less prayer answered by USC's offense in that first quarter where he had caught the ball over two Utah defenders and uh, was able to put points on the board first for, uh, for USC. And digging into his numbers a little bit, finding out that he is the number one ranked 
wide receiver when it comes to average yards per reception. At 22 average yards per reception, he truly makes defenses nervous. He truly does. And I'm certain that that secondary was very worried about that. The Going into that matchup with, the, uh, with USC on Saturday, I'm pretty sure you can bet that that's something that they focused on was the big playability that this USC offense has. Utah did shut it down completely. Outside of that one play, of course, but this team still very talented, still a lot to prove in this Pac-12 South, and we'll see what USC can do throughout the rest of the season. They come in at number two on the power ranking. Coming in at number three is Colorado. The Buffaloes come in with a 5-2 and two record. They're 2-2 two and two in the Pac-12 conference. They started the season 5-0. and oh if you remember, and ever since then, they're 0-2. They kind of come back to life just a little bit. As far as expectations go, you know, you might have been surprised looking at their record at 5-0 and and thinking, how, how are they doing this? Well, here's why. Steven Montez has been great at quarterback. He currently ranks second in the Pac-12 conference in completion percentage. And week in and week out, you can truly count on Steven Montez to lead this Colorado offense. Not to mention, you're, you're seeing some good production from the running back, Trav McMillan, who ranks fifth in the Pac-12 conference in yardage. Um, but uh, Colorado, in their wins, averaging 38 points per game. In their losses, a little bit different, 16.5 points per game over the last two games. Yes, they did play Washington Stout defense last week and USC the week before. Colorado still coming in doing exceptionally well on the offensive side of the football. It's going to be very interesting to see in a couple of weeks what Utah does on the road in Boulder against this Colorado team. But for now, we'll go ahead and put Colorado at number three in the power rankings. Coming in at number four, Arizona State. If you remember, this team, who currently sits at 3-4, and four, they're 1-3 and three in Pac-12 play, started the season 2-0, and oh, and ever since then they've gone 1-4. and four. Uh, And it's kind of been a little bit of a, a, little bit of a slippery slide for them. But they're still keeping games fairly close. If you remember, they beat Michigan State back in Week 2. Ever since then, 1-4. and four. The, Their only win has come to the dreadful Oregon State Beavers football team, where they actually got a very big victory, knocking them off by 28 points. But all their losses this season, all four losses for Arizona State, have come by exactly 7 points. All four of their losses by 7 points. Manny Wilkins, we've if you remember him... An absolute talent at the quarterback position. He's already thrown for 1,800 yards and 11 touchdowns, and he currently is tied with Connor Blunt of Oregon State for the fewest uh, for the fewest interceptions by a starting quarterback in the Pac-12 conference. Um, so. You know, obviously continuing to do what he's doing, Arizona State, still a lot of potential in this program for this Herm Edwards-led program, uh, the Arizona State Sun Devils. And I'm going to go ahead and give them the uh, the most difficult schedule in the Pac-12 Conference, in the Pac-12 South, I should say. Here's why. They began the season at Washington. They did you know, host Oregon State. They then they then had to go to Colorado. They hosted Stanford. Not an easy game at all. They now uh, go to USC. They then host Utah. They then play a surging. Now I'm going to say surging UCLA team who who we'll talk about here shortly. And then they finish the season at Oregon and then at Arizona, their rivals. So I'm going to go ahead and say that they have the most difficult schedule. A lot of people say, well, what about Utah? They had the most difficult schedule, having to play Washington State. That's true. But guess what? This team has to play Utah. So what about that? Utah doesn't have to play themselves. So uh, that in and of itself is a bonus for the Utes. So coming in at number four is Arizona State. 
Number five, I got to say I'm a little surprised at where I'm putting these guys, but after a win over Arizona, UCLA gets number five. They're two and five uh, on the season and two and two uh, in Pac-12 play. They've won two consecutive games. They annihilated Cal two weeks ago, 37-7, and knocked off Arizona 31-30 on Saturday. Uh, They lost their first five games by an average of 18 points. It's not very good. Dorian Thompson-Robinson, he he hurt his ankle, uh, hurt his ankle, I should say, in the Arizona game. Um, He's the freshman from Las Vegas, if you remember. And in that game, he was doing really well. He was 5 of 8 for 103 yards before hurting his ankle and having to send in Wilson Spate, who he played pretty well as well. 17 of 27, 204 yards and two touchdowns. Got to be impressed with what UCLA has done over the last two games. But as a whole on the season, they currently allow the second most points in the Pac-12 conference, only behind Oregon State. But Oregon State's last in basically every statistical category you can imagine. Now, they still have a tough schedule remaining due to these UCLA Bruins. Of course, this upcoming Friday, they host the Utah Utes. They're then at Oregon, at Arizona State. They then play host to USC and then close the season with a home game against Stanford. So, you know, I'm not expecting a whole lot more wins out of this UCLA, uh, out of this UCLA football team, but we'll see what Chip Kelly can continue to do for this team as they have now won two consecutive games and coming at number five here on the power rankings. And coming in last place, coming in number six, the Arizona Wildcats. This team, the only reason why they're there is because they just lost to the aforementioned UCLA Bruins. They currently allow the second most yardage in the Pac-12 Conference. Yep, Oregon State is last, but Arizona allows 441 yards per game. They did just lose to UCLA, as I just mentioned. Uh, Then I'm going to go ahead and say that they have the most difficult schedule remaining on the uh, on the docket. Here's who they play. They host Oregon. They then host uh, Colorado. They're then at Washington State. I don't know. Utah, Washington State, it's going to be tough to figure out exactly which, uh, which team is number one in the conference. And then uh, Arizona State to close things out. But right now, Arizona, it's tough treading down there in Tucson. And we'll see uh, what they can do with still a very difficult schedule remaining. I'm going to go ahead and say that there, that there isn't another win on Arizona's schedule. They're going to close this season out at 3-9. and nine. They were kind of ranked up there towards the top with USC and Utah as the favorites to win the Pac-12 South. They've not shown that at all. Their defense has been very, very weak. I just mentioned this, averaging the second most yardage in the Pac-12 conference at 441 yards per game. So Arizona coming in sixth place on the power ranking here on the Locked on Utes podcast. So let's just quick review. My power rankings goes as follows. Utah at number one, USC at two, Colorado at three, Arizona State at four, UCLA at five, and Arizona at six. I'd love to hear your opinion. Love to get your thoughts on where you believe um, these rankings go. If you think that I'm right, if you think that I'm wrong, I'd love to be able to hear what you guys think. Feel free to send us an email. You can also call us on that lovely hotline, 419-777-UTES. You can also send me tweets and let me know what you think as far as these power rankings go. If you're in agreement or what you feel that yours are, would be uh, happy to hear what you guys think on the program as well. Before we pause for a moment, I want to talk to you guys about Sling TV. 
You heard me before talk about how much I love to watch sports, especially with my son, who I'm, you know, really trying to raise up uh, as a sports fan. It's actually not super easy, but that's not a topic for now. But Sling TV is truly the best way to go if you are a, uh, if you are like me and you are a sports fan. It's your best place to get college football right now. I mean, I I do understand how big of uh, how big of fans Utah fans are, uh, and if you want to continue to watch college football, Sling TV is the best way to do it. $30 a month, you get ESPN, you get Pac-12, you get SEC, and much, much more with Sling TV. Uh, you can make sure to stream your biggest games. You can stream it wherever you watch your games, whether it be on the TVs, whether it be on your tablets, whether it be on your phones. You can get it anywhere. Sling TV gives you the best live TV you love only better. It's really, truly fantastic. No useless channels, no long-term contracts, no hidden fees, and feel free to cancel anytime you want. And that right there, that's that's the kicker right there, is if you don't like it, you can cancel anytime. But I can guarantee you, if you do this, you will love it if you are a sports fan especially. If you are a sports fan especially. Sign up for Sling TV and get a seven-day free, tri- uh, free trial. Locked On listeners can get their seven-day free trial by going to sling.com slash locked on. That's S-L-I-N-G dot com slash locked on. Sling TV is terrific. I love it. And I know you will love it as well. Well, we've talked a lot about Utah football on the podcast. We'll pause from that for a moment, and I want to catch you guys up on everything else that's going up at the University of Utah. That's coming up next on the Locked On Utes podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Oh, man, I absolutely love that coming back from break. I want to make sure to give a big shout out to Eric Swain for providing us with the music and uh, uh, truly a talented musician and appreciate his contribution to the Locked On Podcast Network. I now want to dig into what is going on up at the uh, University of Utah. Obviously, we've talked a lot about, in fact, pretty much everything we have talked about here on the podcast has been all Utah football and we're going to shift from that for a moment here in this final segment of the Locked On Utes podcast today. I want to talk to you guys about what else is going on up at the University of Utah. And we'll get going first and foremost with the Utah women's soccer team. This is a team that's coming on strong as of late. Uh, They've won five of their last six games and their only loss in those six games was to the number one ranked Stanford Cardinal. Sunday they trailed 1-0 at Cal at halftime but rallied to win 2-1. They were led in that game by senior midfielder uh, Paula Vanderveen who has scored seven goals so far this season including the game winner in the 53rd minute of that game over Cal. Local product out of Kaysville junior forward Ireland Dunn leading the Pac-12 with five assists in conference play. She was responsible for both goals against Cal as Utah got the 2-1 victory on the road. As they now, as I mentioned, have won five of their last six games. They have three games remaining on the schedule as they first welcome UCLA on Thursday night up at U Soccer Field and uh, followed by a senior day matchup with USC on Sunday. Moving on to Utah uh, Utah Volleyball. They had won three straight matches prior to their matchup with 25-ranked Arizona on Sunday. They swept Arizona State on Friday in three, in three straight sets. 
And I tell you what, if you dive into what Utah was able to do in that matchup with Arizona, they had a wonderful, wonderful chance to steal away that first set. In fact, Arizona led 20-16 to before Utah scored five consecutive points, forcing an Arizona timeout. Utah then came out of that timeout, scoring two of the next three points, taking a 23-21 lead in that first set. Now, if you're unfamiliar with volleyball, um, the sets go to 25. It's the first to win three sets. If you go into five, it's a 15-set match in that fifth and final set. Um, so in that first set, Utah was only two points away from coming in and sneaking away with that first set. But unfortunately, Arizona closed on a 5-1 to one run to come from behind and really set the tone early. Utah did come short as Arizona got the victory at three sets to one. Now, this is a team that's they're doing pretty good. Uh, Danny Drews led the way for Utah. She had 16 kills, while Brianna Dorman recorded a career-high 28 digs. Now, I'm sure that might not mean a lot to you non-volleyball fans, but to those who follow volleyball, 28 digs in one game is incredible, and uh, you got to be very impressed with what Brianna Dorman did in that matchup against Arizona. Utes are back home this week for a doubleheader with the Washington schools as the Cougars of Wazoo will come into the Huntsman Center on Wednesday night, followed by the Huskies on Friday night. Be sure to get at the, the Huntsman Center to see this terrific volleyball team in action. Shifting gears to Utah cross-country now. Utah ranked 27th in the country two weekends ago, finished in the top 10 in a 28-team event. They were led in that meet by freshman Scarlett Dale of Lancashire, England, um, who has been great all season long. Uh, the Utes did host the Utah Open on Friday, but unfortunately have not seen any results for that meet as of yet. The Utah golf team will play in the St. Mary's Invitational in two weeks before a three-month winter break. Uh, prior to the three-month break, the Utes this season have a first-place finish back in the middle of September as they won the showdown at the Rockies, which featured 10 other teams. Pretty cool. And in fact, Utah was very dominant in that tournament. The scores were not even close. Utah finished at uh, 22 under par. The next closest team came in at 8 under par. So... Pretty good weekend uh, for the Utah Utes back in the middle of September. They also placed second back on September 25th in the Mark Simpson Colorado Invite, where they finished at 12 under, two shots behind the first place Buffaloes, who finished at 14 under par. The men's and women's tennis team, uh, they have started. Unfortunately, there is no results yet. They both went to Las Vegas to play in the ITA regionals. The women's played first and the men's played after that. But there is no information on the results of those tournaments yet. So again, stick around for that. The men's and women's uh, swimming and dive teams, they've had a little bit of a rough go. The men's team sits at 1-2 and two on the season. They did get a victory at home over Colorado Mesa. Uh, they sit at 1-2 and two on the season. The women's team, a little bit of a different story for them. They come in at 0-3, but to be fair, their three meets have come against number 1-ranked Stanford, number 2-ranked Cal, and number 11-ranked USC. So Pac-12 truly showing that they are a talented group in swimming and, dive, in swimming and diving. Now, uh, men's basketball, they start coming up on November 1st with an exhibition game against the College of Idaho. 6 p.m. tip time for that, and the Utes... 
They did play a night in the night with the Utes back last Wednesday, if you remember that. Cedric Bearfield scored 19 points in that game. And we'll dive more into this Utah basketball team as the uh, as the week rolls along. I do want to make sure to uh, specifically talk about them and what to expect from this basketball team uh, as we get closer and closer to, unbelievable to think, as we get closer to the start of the regular season, as legitimately we have a an exhibition game in a little over a week and a half. So it's it's truly incredible to think that before we know it, we're going to be in the basketball season. And this is a team, a lot of uncertainty that surrounds this team for sure. But one thing that Coach Larry Kraskoviak has always done is he's always been more or less forgotten about in the Pac-12 rankings. He is this season as well, but then he comes back and he shows, you know what, we're going to bring this team in and we're going to exceed expectations. And so we'll see if the Utes can exceed expectations, but we'll dive more into that a bit later this week. Be sure to stick around for that. The Utah women's basketball team, that's my team. You got that. They begin on October 31st with an exhibition game Westminster. That's a that's an 11 o'clock tip-off time in the middle of the day that allows students to come in for the field trip game. So um, a lot of things to look forward to for Utah athletics. It's a truly exciting time to be a Ute. Got to be pleased with what we're seeing uh, really on all aspects. Uh, of the athletics program up at the University of Utah. Coming up tomorrow, I do want to make sure that we talk about Coach Whittingham's weekly press conference. Uh, We'll talk a lot about that, get you some insight from Kyle Whittingham. I do want to talk about this Utah basketball team as well. And I also am going to introduce you guys to a segment where I'm going to be talking specifically about statistics and a specific stat I want to focus on. And we'll talk about that on tomorrow's show. So it should be a lot of fun. Now, now, thank you so very much for tuning in today. Remember, you can catch us on Apple, on Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and TuneIn Radio. Uh, please be sure, if you like the show, to leave a review and a five-star rating if you enjoy it. You can email me at uh, LockedOnUtes at gmail.com. Give me a call. Uh, let me know what your thoughts are on the program, 419-777-UTES, 419-777-8837. Please be sure to help uh, Please be sure to reach out. I'm super excited for um, for fan interaction, and I can't wait for that. Social media, be sure to follow along with us on Twitter and at Facebook. Thank you again for tuning in to Locked on Utes. This is Locked on Utes for October 22nd, 2018. Have a wonderful rest of the day, and go Utes!